We're going to start Be'ezus Hashem, Daf Samach Vav, Minu Perek. So there's a few things just to get started. Now, these concepts shouldn't be totally foreign. We've discussed um, both the idea of Amana, Chalala, right? We've discussed them extensively over the last few weeks, but this is really the Perek that kind of brings these ideas together. So it bears to just, just to um, go through some of the Sukkim. Also, it happens to work out. It's this week's Parsha. Are the psukim that serve as the foundation for this understanding. So the din is the pasuk says that a kayin. We know that a kayin eats eats truma. So the kayin ki yikne zuk the pasuk. The kayin in this week's parsha ki yikne nefesh kinyan kaspai. That if when he buys something ki yikne nefesh he buys like an eved who yoychal boy he will eat the eved will eat the lid beisai and any children that he has heim yoychlu belachmai. They get to eat the truma. Now, ubas kayhain. So now let's say you have a bas kayhain. So that's number one. Kayhain buys stuff, avadim, his cows. They get to eat truma, his children. Okay. Now, ubas kayhain kisi zar, says the Pasuk. Let's say you have a bas kayhain that marries a Yisrael. He bisrumas hakarashim loisechel. So now, on the flip side, she, because she was a kayhain, she's married to Yisrael, just like a Kenyan cosplay of a kayhain can be Michael. He can eat, the kayin can be Michael his, what he buys. So too, the other way as well, she can no longer eat truma. Now, says the Pasuk, Uvas kayin ki siyal mano grusha vizera ein la. That's really going to be for later. That a bas kayin, she becomes an amana, she's an agrusha vizera ein la. She has no children at all, like even grandchildren. There's no zera left from this, from this uh, Yisrael. She goes back home and she can eat. Okay, so now that is the general idea of truma. So we know nichal in this idea that the pasuk said that kinyan kaspoi hu So what's going to be included in that? So we have kinyan kaspoi and then zera, right? That is children, his beisai. But what's nichal in kinyan kaspoi? So it's avadim. That's the simple one. And then, and this we've mentioned before. And then there's there's a Wife. Okay, the wife is nichal in that. And the question is, why? So we understand an evid is considered monetary property, possessions of the kayin. The wife isn't really a possession of the kayin. So the Mepharshim explained a couple of dinim just to understand how the woman works. And it's important just to understand the difference here. We're going to be talking about woman and avadim just to understand the difference to give it context. So yes, a woman is not considered uh, this a possession of a husband. But since the way the Mepharshim explained it, that they come she comes, the Kenyan is haba al yedei kesef. It comes through kesef. Now, even though we know we can be makadish with kesef shtarubia, we're makish all the havaya is lahadadi to say that they would all accomplish the same thing. So they're all considered as if the wife came into his rishos through kesef. That's point number one. Okay, so as far as we're, for intents and purposes, we're going to consider the Evan and the Isha to be both Kenyan Kaspite. However, and this was something we did mention before, there is a fundamental difference. And let's just talk about some of the things we know, and then we can highlight the fundamental difference. If a woman, and that's what we're going to start with, okay, if a woman <coughs> becomes nischal, she becomes a chalal, so how would that happen? Either if, she is, if she's in an illegal marriage, she's an almana to a kain gadol, or grusha v'chutz to a kain hedyot, or if she becomes a zayna, okay, so she is nischalel, she is bael chayve krisus, an erva, so she is nischalal. That means that she, if she would have children, the children will be chalalim. They um, do not eat truma. So since the woman herself part, was 
participated, she was she had that bia, she becomes nischalel al yidei that bia. What does that mean? That means she can no longer eat truma. So the question that the Acharyim asks, and this serves to understand, again, the goal here is to understand what the difference is between Evet, is so a, bas, a, a, a wife of a Kayin who becomes Nishalel, illegal marriage, she's a Zaina, whatever it is. So she can no longer eat Chuma. But a Shifcha, who is the possession of a Kayin, can eat Chuma just fine, even though the status of a Shifcha is a Zaina. So we see there's a fundamental difference, as discussed in the Acharyim, that Yes, the Baal can be Michael, his Avadim Chuma, and his wife Chuma, but there's a fundamental difference in that the, the Shifcha, the Ebed, they're eating as if they're monetary possessions, just like the cow of a Kayin could eat Chuma. Okay? However, when it comes to the woman, when it comes to, the, to his wife, she herself gets a Kedushas Kayin. And Mikayach, the Kedushas Kayin, is how she's able to eat. So she herself, we treat her, even though she was a boss as well, since she married a Kayin, we treat her as a Kayin, and now she's subject to all the rules of Kuna. Ah, Chalal is going to be a problem. Shifcha is in a different category. Yes, they're both coming through Kenyan, but they work, they, they're fundamentally different. The, the Ebed, okay, is just considered a possession of the Kayin, can eat Mikayach that. The woman is considered herself like she's a, a, a Kayiness by uh, even though she was born as a Basachal, by the, fact, the virtue of the fact that she's married to the, the Baal, and therefore she now has Kedusha's Kahuna, well, that's a double edged sword. With great power comes great responsibility. She has Kedusha's Kahuna, so therefore she has the ability to be Nifsal and to not eat Shuma based on that. Okay, now, that's point number one. Now, the second point that we have to understand, and that was, the, this shouldn't necessarily be new. We've covered a lot of these concepts before. However, and this week we did touch on about a month ago, maybe a little longer. And this is the idea that a woman, when she comes into the marriage, so she brings her possessions with her. Okay, now what does that mean? They sit down, okay, at the time of Shidduchim, they sit down, and the husband and the wife decide, okay, all the possessions of the wife, what is going to be the status of these possessions throughout the marriage? So there's two options. It's what we call nechsei melug or nechsei tzayin parza. Nechsei melug means that the principle belongs to the, woman, the wife. Let's, the easiest example in, in, in our world is real estate. Okay, Karka, she owns real estate. She, and so now she's, she's keeping the real estate. If the real estate goes up in value, that's her value. If it goes down, that's hers. But during the course of the marriage, with, this is with Nechse Malug, during the course of the marriage, the Baal gets to eat the payris. He gets to, he would get the rents from the property. She owns the land, he gets the rents, Baal gets Paris, that's the din in marriage. And in regards to that, he has to provide, in, in a counterbalance, he provides Mazina. So he takes care of the wife, but her, you know, her possessions, whatever, whatever uh, income is generated, her Maisei go to the husband. Okay. Now, then there's something called Nechsei Tzayin Barzel. So they decide, you know what, the woman says, look, you're going to eat the Paris anyway. When we get into the marriage, I'm going to lock in the value. So the husband essentially owns the field. They ascribe a value. They write it into the ksuba. Now, a lot of times, as a gesture of goodwill, the husband would also, let's say the woman brought in a million dollars worth of real estate, so the husband would add to the ksuba an equal amount aside from that. But so he goes ahead and, and, and says, okay, you bring in a million dollars worth of real estate, it's locked in, we add plus a million dollars to the ksuba, right? Okay, plus a million dollars. And now, when the woman leaves, 
Okay, so, so now the possessions belong to the husband, which means the husband's essentially hedging. If the property goes up in value, the husband gets it. If the property goes down in value, the husband gets it. Either way, he gets the pairs. But for all intents and purposes, Nechzeit Tzayin Barzel essentially become the husband's. Now, we'll have to see how far that goes, what his ownership is. Are they really his? Is it like a Mechira? Or, you know, does she have any claim to that specific land later? Or is it, you know, we described the value, it's in the Ksuba. Now, when you get divorced or die, so then you get paid your Ksuba, you got paid from the land. Or does she have the right to take? And we're going to discuss that today as well. So, with that introduction, let's get started. Amana Lekayin Gadol. So, again, these are illegal marriages. Amana Lekayin Gadol. Grusha Bechalutza Lekayin Hedyeh. So let's say she brings in Avde Malog. So just like real estate, the Avadim will belong to her. The Baal, her husband, in a normal situation, would get the payrise of the Avde Malog, meaning the work that the Avadim do. Okay. So the Avde Tsoin Barzel. And when we talk about, and then Avde Tsoin Barzel, so she brings in both. Avde Malog lo Yoichlu. Now the problem here is normally, Let's just, in a normal situation, normal marriage. So let's say it was, she was a legitimate uh, Bas Yisrael, married to a Kayin. So the Nechzei Tzayin Barzel would eat because we treat them as if they are the husbands. They're locked in. The Nechzei Melug would eat because, yes, they're the wife's property, but the wife's eating, so her property eats. Okay, so the Pasha understanding is, like we said, the husband imparts Kedushas Kahuna to the wife, which she is now a Kayin, just like the Avadim of a Kayin would eat Truma, so too the Avadim of this woman who's married to a Kayin would eat Truma because she has Kedusha's Kayin, she could eat Truma, she could be Michael, her Avadim Truma. So that would be the simple understanding. The problem here is that this is an illegal marriage. You have an Amman of the Kayin, the Grusha of the Kayin Hagen. So the Avde Malub, she can't eat Truma. She's Nishalel with this marriage. She's a chalala, so she can't eat truma. If she can't eat truma, so then ostensibly her possessions cannot eat truma. But the tzayin barzel were treating as if they're the husband's possessions, since he hedged. He has his chayv and achrayis. If they go up or down in value, they're for all intents and purposes his. Again, we'll have to see how far that goes. So they would eat truma. That's the point here. Okay, his about them would eat, hers wouldn't. So. Uh, if she brings in Abdi Malog, they don't eat Truma because they're essentially hers. She can't eat Truma. The Abdi Tsun Barzel do eat Truma. Okay. Now, just one thing to point out is even though what's a little funny here, and Tysus points this out, so Tsun Barzel are we view as the husbands, he has responsibility. Abdi Malog are the woman's, okay, but the Baal gets the Paris, right? He gets to eat what's generated by these Avadim because he's the husband. So there is a machlekes, we touched on this before, but there is a machlekes if Kinyan HaPeres, Kinyan HaGuf, dummy or not. So even, it's important to understand that even according to the Ma'an that Kinyan HaPeres is Kinyan HaGuf, still the Kayach, the ability, it's Kinyan HaGuf, but the ability to eat truma is based on who physically owns the land, and the physical land ownership is, is by the woman, and therefore, since she doesn't eat, so her or land ownership or abadim, therefore, um, therefore, her nechse melug would not eat. Okay? 
Like we said, what are Abdi Malug? In Mesu, Mesu Lug, what defines Abdi Malug? That if they die, that's her problem. That's her loss. She lost the Evan. Okay? And if, if the, there is an um, increase in the value of the Evan, if it becomes worth more, she gets, she gets the benefit of that. Even though he is Chayiv, in being in the mezainus of these Avdei Milug. Now, just like we said, just like he gets the peiros, he's chayiv in the mezainus. So now they have to eat his food. It works out funny. They're her possessions. They're eating his food, and he gets the work, the labor produced by the Avadim. But because he's in an illegal marriage, even though he's still providing the mezainus, that he still has to do, and he still gets the benefit, they can't eat truma. Meaning the value is locked in. It's written into the ksuba. If, if they die, that's his problem. She gets her money. She brought it in. She gets her money out. And if, and if, if they go up in value, he gets the benefit of the upside. Now, since... He, since it's important, it's important point here. He, since he hedged it, he is chayiv ba'achri yusam. They're ultimately, we're going to view what the mission of Pashan understanding is level one is that we view the chayiv achrayis, the fact that he has to insure it or hedge it, that he has to lock in the value, as if it's his, and therefore, they're going to eat truma. We don't consider them hers for truma eating purposes. We consider them his. Now, this is the general rule, so the mission is kind of out of order. We discussed a problematic marriage. Now we're going to discuss what happens in a normal marriage. Bas Yisrael, Shinnissa Sakayin, if you have a Bas Yisrael that marries a Kayin, and she brings an Avadim, in a normal marriage, it doesn't matter what the Avadim are. Either way, they can eat Shuma. Because the Avadim, like we said, can eat because. The Abdi Tzayim Barzal because they're his, and the Nechzei Malog can eat because they're hers, and she has the ability to eat Truma. Okay? So now, Ubas Kayin Yisrael, and on the flip side, if you have a Bas Kayin who she grew up eating Truma, and she gets married to Yisrael, okay? Loses the ability, no longer to eat Truma, because they are now considered Abadim of Yisrael. And again, the Tzayim Barzal Abadim of Yisrael, so they can't eat. And. The Nechsei Malug are her possessions. She can't eat, so they can't eat. So now, Frech the Gemara, this is on the, first, the first thing we're trying to understand here, is here, is why, in this illegal marriage, why do the Nechsei Malug not eat? Yes, I understand that the woman, now it's important to, this is the way Tesis explains the Kasha over here. It's, I, based on what, the introduction that we gave, I understand that the woman herself can't eat truma. She doesn't have kedushas because she was in this chalala. She's going to be a soul. So her possessions, she no longer has the ability to be maichel, like a kayin, her possessions, truma. She, her abadim can't eat truma because she can't eat truma. I understand that. However, So I understand that the woman's eved, that would create a problem. But why can't it still work a Kenyan's Kenyan, meaning if my Eved, if the Akayan's Eved buys another Eved, even though it's not a direct Kenyan of the Baal, of the Kayan, we have to deal with how, a, how an Eved could buy an Eved. Rashi says, 
that somebody gave him money al minas that his Baalim don't have anything on it, because usually Mashakana Evid Kana Rabbi, that would be the normal problem. But however you got there technically, so if the Kayan's Evid buys an Evid, no longer it's the Baal has nothing to do with the Evid's Evid. Yet we're gonna say Kinyanish Kinyan. So Kinyan's Kinyan is Michael, that's the Halacha. So we have a Pasuk that says, We learn from the Brisa. Now we couldn't learn from our Mishnah, and this is what I just want to point. Our Mishnah said that when the woman gets married, she has, a, because there it's a, like we explained, the woman eating is, works differently. It's not a Kenyan, it's she gets the Kedushas Kuna, and therefore, just like any kind can be Michael, she can be Michael Abadim. So we have to ask from the Brisa, explains Tesis over here, which says, one second, aside from the problems that you have with the woman, so I understand that the woman doesn't get Kedusha's Kuna because she was Nischala and therefore she came with Michael or Evan, but still she is a Kenyan of the husband and the Rabbadim are her Kenyan. So that's a Kenyan's Kenyan. So even though the woman herself can't be Michael, we see from the Pasuk, says the Bryce of the Tanya Minayim Lekayim, Shenasa Isha, that married a woman, Vikana Avadim, and, right, or, so Kayin marries a woman or buys avadim, as the Pasuk says, we quoted this Pasuk, they are Kenyan Nefesh, Kenyan Kaspai, he bought them, they eat. How do we know that if a woman buys avadim or avadim avadim or avadim by avadim, how do we know that they do eat truma not as just the fact that they're, they're not possessions of the Kayin, but their possessions of something of his possessions. Kinyan e Kinyan. So, Shanamar, as the Pasuk says, why? It's an interesting question. What do we learn from this Pasuk? Because it says, There's an extra Kinyan Kaspa in there. So, what do we learn? So, our question is again, I understand that here you have a woman who's in a bad marriage. She is a Grusha of Chalutz of the Kayan Hedya. So I understand why she doesn't eat and her avodim can't eat mikayach her. But they are still kinyanai kinyan. They are kinyans of the kinyan. And therefore, mitzad, the fact that they're a kinyan's kinyan of the Baal, they should be able to eat the, the kayin. Okay, so the Gemara answers, three answers we're going to have. Answer number one is kola oichel maichel because there is a separate rule of kola oichel maichel that only, yes, Kenyan a Kenyan would work, but you have to be an Eichel. Kol Ha'Eichel, Meichel. If you eat, you can be Meichel, the Avadim. Kol She'ein Eichel, Einai Meichel. Okay, and this, Amana L'Kayin Gadol, Grusha B'Chutz L'Kayin Hedya, cannot eat, and therefore, she can't be Meichel, her Avadim. Frek the Gemara, really, it's a rule that Kol, kol anybody who can't eat can't be Meichel Avadim. I, Barre, Orel, we're going to have in the next parak. you have an Orel, meaning somebody who, for whatever reason, can't have a Mila. It's too dangerous, can't have a Mila. So now, the Orel, Kayhain, cannot eat Truma, the Chol and any Tame person, so they can't eat Truma, but... They can still be Shainan Eichlin Umachilin. They can still be Michael, meaning, let's just use a typical example. Let's say you have a, a husband, a, a Bas Yisrael, a woman who wasn't a Kayin, married to a Kayin, so she would eat Truma. Now, let's say she has a son, and that son is an Ural, and the husband dies. So the woman, if she didn't have a son, she would, go back, she, she would go back home. She wouldn't be able to eat Truma anymore. She's a Bas Yisrael. So if she has a son who's an Aurel, so he is Ma'achil, his mother, 
to continue eating truma, it's the Zerah Kayin, yet the Arl himself can't eat. Or if let's say that son is Tame, so still, right, it's temporary, so he's, the son is Tame, so the son can't eat because he's Tame, a Tame person can't eat truma, but his mother has Zerah from a Kayin, could eat. So we see a case that a, how are you telling me that kol she'enay if you can't eat, you can't, you can't give the ability for others to eat. We see that it's not true. Kol can be ma'echel. So the Gemara says, no. Hasam pumayu We treat an oral or a tummy as if they have, their mouth is painful. They have a toothache. That's why they can't eat. Meaning the RL, he theoretically can eat. He just has to do a mila. Technically, he can't do the mila, so he technically can't eat, but he theoretically could eat. So he is an oichel, he just can't technically eat. Same thing with a tummy person. He's technically tummy right now, but he's a person who can't eat, and therefore he can be meichel. Okay. Now, the way the Rashi explains the case, when we're talking about a mamzer over here, is lav dafka. So what's the case? Let's say you have a bas Yisrael, use that same example, a bas Yisrael that marries a kohen, has a daughter, Okay, has a daughter who is a Kayhenes. In the case we're quoting, that daughter, Kayhenes, marries a Mamzer Yisrael, but it could have just as well been any Yisrael. And then they have a son. Okay, so now in this case where the Bas, bas Kayhen, so you had a Yisrael married to a Kayhen, the Bas Kayhen married a Mamzer or Yisrael and had another child that was a Yisrael. So now that child... Her grandchild, essentially, is a Yisrael, but can be Michael her. He can never eat, but he can be Michael her. Why? Because it's Zerah of the Kayin. It's the Kayin's daughter's son. So there is a surviving child. He's considered a So if he's not... He's not yes, are yes. Beca- only because the Bas Kayin married a Mamzer, they produce the child will always be a Mamzer. Of, if one parent is always a Mamzer, the child will be a Mamzer. But the, the point here is that's the case that we use. Technically, the point is grandchild. And Rashi says that. You could have just well said that. But the Gemara chose to say Mamzer. The point is that there's a grandchild here who's a Yisrael who is able to be Michael, his grandmother, who was a Bas Yisrael, and the husband dies and the daughter dies. Right? So everybody else who was a Kayin, who had any Shaykh's Takuna died. Yet, because there's a surviving grandchild, so again, we see there's somebody who cannot eat truma, but is able to be Michael can cause his grandmother to continue eating truma. So again, we see you're wrong. So I'm a Ravina. Ravina says there's a fundamental difference. That is born in. That he was born, that ability of Zera was born in. But here, it's Kenyan. So this is a Kenyan din. The rule is still going to apply to Kenyan. Meaning, I'm a Rava, I'm a Ravina. Kenyan Eichel Ka'amar. So if the way that you came into, the, into eating truma was as a Kenyan, as a woman or an Eved, then and the problem is here that the woman, yes, she's a Kenyan, but the problem is she can't eat because it's a bad marriage, and therefore she cannot be Michael or Avadim. So that's answer number one. Answer number two, Rava Amar, that no, so, and it's important to understand, in answer number one, it's a dindar raisa. We learned it from the Pasuk. That a Kenyan's Kenyan eat, but not a Kenyan that can't eat. So a Kenyan that can't eat will not be able to be Michael. Rabbi Amar, no. Really, midar raisa, mechel achli. Really, these avadi milog, they're her possessions, they should be eating, 
Okay, however, the Rabbanon who the Gazir Bahu, the Rabbanon said, no truma for you. You want to know why? Kadesha Tamer, Ani So now the woman's going to reflect upon her situation and say, I can't eat the truma because I'm a Grusha to a Kayin. My Avadim can't eat the truma. Avadi ain't an Eichlin. Zaina he You know what? I'm basically like a Zaina to him. I'm not a wife. Even my Avadim can't eat truma. If I was a wife, I'd be able to eat truma. And therefore, Hilkach Asila Fuka. She will want to get out of this marriage, so we want to make it uncomfortable for her. That's the simple answer. Really, you're right. That Kinyanim of a Kenyan, so the Nichse Molog of the Kenyan, in this answer, her Avadim should be able to eat Truma. Only, yes, she was the Schalel, but the Baal, they're Kinyan, a Kenyan of the Baal. And, however, the Rabbanon said, you know what? Sorry, we want to make it uncomfortable for her. We want to make her, give her every reason to leave and get out of this marriage. And therefore, we said no. Third answer, Ravashi Yamar, it's also a Gezerah. Gezerah shematachil la'achar Misa. The concern is that she might feed the Avadim after Misa. Okay, that if we say she is a Bas Yisrael, so if we say when she comes into the marriage, we allow her avadim to eat, she might continue after Misa. Frek the Gemara, one second. El any Bas Yisrael, why does this have to do with a Bia Sula? Why does this have to do with Grusha to a Kayin Hedyan? What do you mean? El Bas Yisrael, Shinnesis Lakayin, Leitachil, any Bas Yisrael should not be able to eat Gezer Shematachil, Achar Misa. That's the concern over here. That if you're saying that there's a concern that after the husband dies, she's going to continue eating, well, that should always be a concern by any Bas Yisrael. So Ella, we have to modify what Ravashi is saying. What is the Gzeir over here? Alamar Ravashi. Balmana Kaihenes. We're dealing with an Almana that is a, a Kaihenes over here. The Asyalo Rure. She's going to come to make the following Cheshbin. She's going to just, make the following justification or Cheshbin. Me'ikara. So let's, let's look at this woman. This woman is an Almana to a Kayin Gadol. And she, was a, she grew up. She was a Kaihenes. She was a Kaihenes. Now she marries this Kayin Gadol. So now what's going to happen? Again, Me'ikaradin, she can't eat truma because she is an Amana. Her Nechse Malug, we said, her Avadim, should be able to eat. Me'ikaradin, Midaraisa, they're Kenyan, Kenyan, even though she can't eat, they're Kenyan and Kenyan, right? So they should be able to eat. However, what's going to happen? She's going to say like this, Me'ikara achli betruma, debe nasha. When I was growing up as a little girl, my Avadim used to eat truma because my father is a Kayin. I'm a Kayanis. In Sevila high. Now, the Nechse Malug, yes, she can't eat, but the Nechse Avadim were always able to continue eating. So she's going to think, the Hashta, now the husband dies, so she's going to say, you know what? My Avadim were always able to eat Truma, so maybe this ban that I had, that I was in Schalel, doesn't apply to my Avadim. They were able to eat when I was growing up as, before I married this, this Kayin. When I married this Kayin Gadol, really, it's Kayin Gadol, they were still able to eat. And now when the Kayin Gadol dies, they should still be able to eat just like they were before. Before he came into my life, okay? Before this Kayin Gadol came into my life, my Avadim were able to eat. And so after he leaves, he dies, they should be able to eat. Okay? Right? Meikara achli b'chumad b'nasha in svila hai, in svila hai, achli b'chumad gavroi. So they were eating his truma, but they were eating truma. And she's not going to realize, ah, you know what changed over here? You know why they can't go back once you go back home 
and eat is because you made yourself a halala. That's the problem. Now you made yourself a halala. Now the Gemara, they asked the question, okay, so I understand this case, what your concern is here, why we shouldn't allow her nechasim to eat during the marriage, because they might come to eat after the marriage if she's a kayenis, meaning we're saying they might come to eat after the marriage, therefore they can't eat during the marriage because they ate before the marriage. That's only true to a bas kayen. But a bas Yisrael, her avadim never ate, she's not going to make this cheshman. So you know what the Gemara answers? Loi palag rabbanon, loi plog. Done. Okay, let's move on to the next part of today's stuff. And we should be able to fly through this. Again, what we're trying to address here right now is, we said that the husband owns, they're his, essentially, he owns them at least enough to be Michael Truma, even if his wife is a Grusha. Because they're right? They're like they're his. He's he hedged it, he locked in the value. Now, Itmar, how much does he really own them? So let's say, is a lashon of saying they went through the evaluation process, right? Like we said, so she walks in, she lays everything on the table, here's what I got. What are we going to consider nechsei tzayin barzal? What are we going to consider nechsei malug? Okay, we go through a valuation process. Oh, you're going to bring it up about them, they're worth $1,000. You'll get, we'll add $1,000 to Yuxuba, and the husband now assumes he hedges it, right? They're essentially his. So now what happens on the way out? Let's assume it's a kli, right? Let's assume it's a cup. It's a beautiful vase. She brings in $1,000. He says, okay, no problem. I have $1,000 to Yuxuba. Now I'm going to take responsibility. If, if, if it falls and breaks, she still gets her $1,000 when she leaves the marriage, when, when she gets her ksuba. So that's, Machnes Shum, they evaluate it, Levala, bring in Nechzei Tzern Barzal, Hiyay Meres, Kliani Natella. So now, what happens on the way out? She says, oh, you remember that vase? It's still there. I want that vase. I want to take that vase. Can she, Kliani Natella, who I married, Dama Mani Nesin? He says, no, 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 no. We went through a valuation process. I added it to your ksuba. It's mine. Let's assume, we're not even discussing money over here. Let's assume it's worth the same amount. So it's not about the money. Does she have the right to say, I want that vase? Or, Essentially, once they went through the evaluation process and added to the ksuba, it's really his. Who Amar Dominic said, I'm going to give you money. Hadin in me. So we have a machlekes. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Hadin ima. She can go ahead and say, you know what? I want my boss back. Rabbi Amar Hadin imai. No, he can just pay her the money. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Hadin ima. Why? What's the reason why that she can take her boss back? Mishum shvach It has sentimental value. I remember that from my father's house. No, that's a family heirloom. It's, it's not about the money. I want that vase. She has the right to say that. <clears throat> since he hedged it, since he has the responsibility, so what do we say in our Mishnah? That they can eat truma. Why? Because they're his. So we see, are his. If they're hers, they can't eat truma. Like we said, so they must be his. And if they're his, the, just like the Avadim are his, to be able to eat truma, even though it's a bad marriage, so too, her vase is his. Amar Rav Safra, Rav Safra asked the question, he says, really? We never said they're his. We said, you know why they eat truma? You went too far. Therefore, they can eat truma, but they're not his. Okay, and there, that, that's, that's what we're trying to say. Now, to which the Gemara is going to challenge, one second, Oh, if it's just, we just said here that they, the Nechzeit Sain Barzal in the Mishnah can eat Truma, even though it's a bad marriage, because he's Chai Bach But they're not his. That's what we're trying to tiny now. That's what Rosafra's trying to tiny. They're not really his. He's just Chai Bach Really? And if you're just Chai Bach you could be Michael Betruma? 
even if they're not yours, that's enough of an ownership to say they can eat truma? Really, a Yisrael that rented a cow from a Kayin, so it's the Kayin's cow. So it's the it's the Kayin's cow. He could eat truma. Kayin shesachar para mi Yisrael. However, on the flip side, if the Kayin rents the cow from the Yisrael, even though the Yisrael, even though the even though the Kayin has to feed the cow, so and when you rent something, you have responsibility. Something happens to it. You got to pay. You crash the rental car, you got to pay. So I have responsibility. And yet we're saying here that a Kayin that rents a cow from a Yisrael cannot be Michael Truma. So we see on responsibility does not equal the ability to give Truma. And therefore, it must be that in our Mishnah, when we said Chayi Bachriusan, it can be Michael, it's not really Chayi Bachriusan, it's really because he owns them. Mara says, no, no Raya, no Raya, no. There's different types of chayv b'achirusam. V'tisbara nihi nami demechayv b'gneva aveda ba'insa b'kichsho b'nifcha v'nifcha stamem mimechayv. One second, you just said rental. Rental, yeah. If you crash the car, you're chayv, but you're not chayv to pay for the difference in the value of the car from when you started your rental cow, when you started the rental till you ended your rental. That's not enough chayv achrayis to be Michael truma. But you don't have to actually own it. All you have to do is. You have to hedge. You have to be responsible for its increase or decrease in value. But if it goes down in value, if it becomes worth less, no, you want to know what, what this is like? You know what our Mishnah is like when we said, he can be Michael and Truma because he's Chayv Bachrayis, even though he doesn't have full ownership of them. You know what that's like? Ah, they went through evaluation, right? Sain Barzal went through evaluation. What is the Shampara? Oh, we evaluate it so we know exactly what it's worth. So when I get it back, if it went up, I'm going to pay you. And if it went down, you're going to pay me. You're locking in the value. You're hedging. Shampara, lo yachilana kashine truma. Because Yisrael, it's like it's his. Meaning he was Shampara. So he hedged it. He accepted full responsibility for the change in value. Lo yachilana kashine truma. Because Yisrael was the one who bought it, essentially. Chayi v'achrayis. Okay, so we have no raya, and what we see here is that it could very well be that again, we're going the Baal is able to be Michael Truma because he's Chai Bachrayas. All we're trying to figure out is Chai Bachrayas equal ownership. And the way we're thinking right now, it's going to change according to most Rishonim, it's going to change at the end of the Gemara here in a moment. But the way we're thinking right now is that if he has full ownership, if Chai Bachrayas equals full ownership by full ownership, so then when the woman has the Chisar Barzal, she wants out, family base, sorry, it's his. Okay? Or if we say, no, it's only Chai Bachrayas does not equal full ownership, then it's hers. So now, Yosef, Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, Bishli, Pirka, Rav Nachman, they were sitting at the end of Shir, of Rav Nachman Shir, Yosef, Ka'amri, and they said, you know what, I have a Bryce like both. Again, we have a Machlekes here. We have Rav Ami and Rav Yehuda. Can she take her vase? Yes or no? who says that he can keep it. It's his. So we say So we know what's the din that if you have an Evid Kenani and you knock out the tooth, they go free. So what happens if the husband not if the man knocks out the tooth? So then the Evid goes free. But if the woman does, Isha, let's say they're married, they were Abdeid Sain Barzel. Evid Kananim Avdeit Sain Barzal, and the woman knocks out the tooth, they don't go out. So we have a Bryson that seems to say that who's, who do they belong to? 
They belong to the husband. Because only the husband, if he knocks, it's only if the owner, the Baal, knocks out the tooth, does the Eved leave. If the woman doesn't, she's not the Baal. So we see that we have a Raya that, she, that he is the owner. Tanya Kavasu Rav Yehuda, that she has the right to claim her vase. Ha Machnesa Shuv Lebala. Let's say, again, this is, she brings in they go through the evaluation. If the Baal wants to sell it, he can't sell it. Why can't he sell it? Because they're not his. He can't sell it. Even if, remember we discussed this idea that at the time Barzal, she brings in stuff. And now he, as a gesture of goodwill, let's say she brings in $500 worth of stuff, I'll throw in another $500 on the Ksuba. So even the he brings in stuff. The stuff, the stuff in the ksuba that's in the barzal category, he cannot sell. That's what we're saying. And that's what the Bryce is saying. So let's say they sold it for Parnasa. Okay, that would be Mastamarashi just says Urcha de Milsa. That's the normal thing, right? We ran out of money. Okay, we, gotta, we ran out of money. We can't eat. We got to start selling our stuff. So, then not only, for sure, the woman could be mighty because the husband was, it was an unauthorized sale, but even the Baal could be mighty. So what do we see? Again, we see over here in this brysa that who, who does it belong to? Seems like it belongs to the woman. It's not the husband's. You know how I know? Because the husband cannot sell them. So if he can't sell them, it's not his. So that seems to be a raya to Rabbi Yehuda who said that when she leaves the marriage, she sees that vase she brought in. I want that vase. I don't care that it went through formal evaluation. She could take it. That's the machlekes. Now, we have a story. So Rabbi says that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning that hadinima, she can take it. sentimental value. One second. How could, I have a bracelet like Ravami who says that it's his. So Gemara says, you're right. Afagad, the Tanya, Kavasad, Rabami, still, even though I have a Brisa, Mistabra, Rabbi Yehuda had a good reason. Mistabra, Taimad, Rabbi Yehuda, Mishim Shrach, Beisadiyah. Rabbi Yehuda had a Brisa, Rabbi had a Brisa. How are we paskening? You know what's going to win it over? Shrach, Beisadiyah. The sentimental value of it will say that she can go ahead and take it. So we see here that what does it sound like? That we're considering it for lawful purposes as if it's hers. It's a, we have a story. A lady, she brought in a beautiful, fine wool garment, Biksuvasa, talus. Shachiv, the husband died, Shaklu Yasmi, the Yusayman took it. So if the Yusayman are taking it, Upirsa Amisna, and they put it on the mace, they use it as Tachrichin. Okay? Now, what's the din when you use something as Tachrichin? Zakrashi, Tachrichin Ames, Isuri Hanahim, Kehektish. Okay? So, they were basically, it's like they were makdashit. They used it as tachrichin. It's like they were makdashit. Yet, Amar Kanya Misna, the mace was kind of it. So, here's the question. If it's hers, how could, if it's hers, we're saying it's hers, Maybe she can take it. She didn't find it sentimental. Huh? Maybe she didn't find it sentimental. No, well, let's assume she did. The point is, it doesn't, no, no. Because we find it sentimental, it's not subjective. Because there could be a sentimental situation, we said it's really hers. That's done. We're not saying only when it's sentimental she has, she has the election. No. We're saying that we have a Bryce that says it's his. We have a Bryce that says it's hers. You want to know which one we're going to poskin like because of the concept of sentimental value, we'll poskin that it's hers. So how can it be hers? We just see here that they, they took it. They put it on the mace. So, Amar le'nenoi, b'reidu rav Yosef, b'reidu rav, l'rav kahana. 
Ah, you just said Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. How could the Yisaimim be kind of this? How could the Mace be kind of this? Amrlay. Ah, I have a technicality over here. Now, what we're going to see from here, I'm just going to preview this next line of the Gemara right here. Originally, we understood it as this real bias, right? He owns it, she owns it, okay? What we're now saying, and the way the Mepharshim explained it, is like this. Even in Rabbi Yehuda, she, she doesn't really own it. She has a lien on it. The husband, it's really the husband's. When she leaves, she can collect. She can collect. She has a lien on it. She can collect it. Now, what the Gemara was, was, was then asking is, is her, lien, is her lien enough to say, I want that thing? Or is it like any lien, like the bank has a, 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 the bank has a lien on your house. They can't take your house unless you don't pay your mortgage. But if you pay your mortgage, they have no rights to your house. So we're saying, what is the, and that's really what the question becomes in our Gemara. What are her rights? Are they that, she can, that he has to give her the money? No, you have a lien, so I'll give you the money, just like the bank and the mortgage, and goodbye. It's mine. Okay, or is the lien, is, is the lien that she has, that she actually can take the item? And that's what now we're understanding Rabbi Yehuda means. That he's, the guf is his. And why is this important? Because, Amar lay. Because, ah, yes, you said Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, but you want to know how the Yisraelim did this? Because, yes, I understand she has a lien, but in order to actually take it, for it to become hers again, she has to go collect it. She has to go through probate. She's got to go to court and say, here's the will, this was mine, I want that vase. We've got to go through the process where she actually physically collects it. And if she doesn't physically collect it, yes, she has rights, according to Rabbi Yehuda, to collect it, not that he can just pay her off. She has a real lien that she can collect it. She can take it, but she's got to take it. And you know what? If she doesn't take it, you know what happens? Then, it's still the husband's. She could at any point theoretically go take it. And she has rights to take the physical object. But until she does, it's the husband's. And Rav Tamei, Dama Rav, and this we had recently, Hektish Chametz V'Shichrar Mafkiin Midei Shibod. That even though you have rights to something, again, it's technically, let's say something like Hektish. Something that's in Isr Hana, you could actually pull out from under the Shibod. So if I own, even though I was Meshabit a cow, right? I made it what's called an Apaitiki. We had this before. You're going to collect your money from this cow. But I still own the cow. You're going to collect your money from this cow. But I go ahead and I Makdish the cow, so now, I, because I had, until you collected it, I had the ownership, physical, tangible ownership, I'm able to be mocked to shit. I, if I sell it, you can come and collect it back because I wasn't able, it had a lien, it was sold with the lien. But Hektish can clean the lien. Okay, Chametz will do the same thing. It becomes an Isra, when something's an Isra, no. so to these Tachrichen, they're an Isra Hana, and therefore, you're able to get it out from under the lien, and that's why it's a technical case over here. But really... Yes, physically it's his, even according to both of them, Ramami and Rabbi Yehuda. Really, she can collect it anytime she wants and get the money. Now, just one additional din, we're going to learn on Rabbi Yehuda. Very, very similar sort of din, Rabbi Yehuda. Let's say she brought in two. She had two candlesticks, two vases. And they were worth a thousand together. Now they're each worth a thousand. Okay, so, so she could take one, that's I'm collecting my ksuba, right? I had $1,000 in there, so I'm taking one, they're worth 1000 now. Again, even though she has the right to collect the actual object, the value of the object, what they're worth at the time that she collects her ksuba, 
the ben, any benefit will be to the husband. So she takes one. She could even give the money. She gives the money. So now they're worth $2,000, but I'm taking my objects back. That's what Rabbi Yehuda is saying. So the Gemara says, That because of sentimental value, Shvach I means sentimental value, that they become hers? We already discussed this. What are you telling me another day over here? So the Gemara answers, no, it's a little different. That's when there, no money has to change hands. So I can go and take the, the vase was worth a thousand when I came in. It's worth a thousand or less when I leave. So now I can just take the vase. But if it went up in price, maybe you'll think that no, at that point, there's, there's money. So let him just give her money. Or it says, no, still, I might think that she can't give money and take the physical object. Then in Rabbi Yehuda, not only if the object didn't go up, not only if it didn't go up in value, could she come and take her object back? She's got to collect it. Until she collects it, like we saw, it's subject, it's still, it could be that she'll lose it. But when she goes to collect it, she can take it. And not only can she collect it, if it goes down in value, it stays the same. But even if it goes up in value, she can take the object and give him the difference.